During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great afternoon to all the video gamers out there in the world. Andy, I was having dinner with my friend James Burke recently, and he was insisting that while we eat, we watch some sports. Mm -hmm. And we were watching the World Series. And I was very shocked to see that the Atlanta Braves were in the World Series because I am totally out of this. But I will say I got very excited. I'm like, that's Andy's team. This is really cool. So congratulations, Andy. Your boys are in the, the games. Choked it away. Choked it away oh, in the last oh, game. No. Oh, so sad, Tim. That's, so sad. It's Atlanta tradition to like be ahead and then lose it all for no good reason. Tim, the first inning, a grand salami. A grand wow. slam. We're up four zero, and I'm like, dude, it's over, dog. And then, of course, it's not over. We ended up losing, but we're up three two in the series, and I hope we don't absolutely just choke it away. <laughs> well, I'm rooting for you, of course. And we are joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye Jr. Andy, I was also going to compliment your jersey. You look great today. Oh, thank you, homie. Appreciate it. Man. I'm loving the color coordination with the shirt too. If you're you. an audio listener right now, you're gonna want to make the transfer over to YouTube to see what <laughs> we're working trip. with. <laughs> the undershirt is a heathered DiGiorno shirt. Fantastic. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. even better. Gets better by the moment. Mm -hmm. And making his return to the kind of funny games cast. It has been way too long. We have Imran, the Don Khan. I'm also gonna join in complimenting Andy because Andy's just great. Straight up. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's so true. Andy's yeah. fantastic. Imran, I miss you. You're the only one who ever compliments me. Dude. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Imran, how are you? I am good. I, uh, boy, it's been like, what, six months since I've been on here? Uh, let's no see. Oh, I, it, you it could have told me two months. You could have told me two <laughs> years and it would have felt the same. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. I also have no idea because like the last month slash seven months of my life has been moving. And I say months slash seven months because like, it actually has taken that long, but also I don't know how long it's taken. So like now I'm, I am in an apartment and I'm settled and like, it's fine now, I think, but I've been crazy busy the last couple of months. Uh, I used to like drop into, I, I kept telling myself every time like there's a Metal Gear stream, I'm going to drop into that because I want to talk about some Metal Gear with the kind of funny people that every time I was like, oh wait, I actually have like 15 other things to do, so I can't. So this is me hopefully saying, yeah, I'm going to drop into more things theoretically. We're gonna yeah. start four soon, so the, the, it's you got, a you got time. time. And also, yeah. I'm tr I'm trying to fight for a Dark Souls stream because I still haven't played uh, Demon Souls through oh. Dark Souls one through three. And mm. Imran, like you'd be for sure invited to that <laughs> to that because I we had such a great time doing our Bloodborne stuff back when I was playing through that. Imran, we miss we miss when you were less busy at Fanby because when you first got started, <laughs> you were in our streams all the time, and it was like Imran's always gonna be here, and it was just a <laughs> it was a false sort of feeling I had in my heart, you know. 
Well, it's I like when he's still in the slack. So every once in a while, his name will just <laughs> pop up. And it's always just such a delight. <laughs> See, it's, it's funny because like somebody will link something and I'll be like, OK, here's a better source for that. Or I've decided to now start up a r- rivalry with Tamur in the slack because every time he links a GameSpot thing, I'm just be like, what if you went to the fanbite article instead that has more information? And now Tamur is like, oh, I'll respect it. That's fine. <laughs> here's the thing, though. You have options. You can go to GameSpot.com. You can go to FanBite.com or you can stick right here on YouTube. <laughs> slash kind of funny games where we do the kind of funny games cast each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them you could also get it on roosterteeth.com or if you prefer podcasts you can get it on your favorite podcast service just search for kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free if you wanted to watch it live as it's being recorded and if you want to get the exclusive post show and yes i can tell you today features the return of bless who i got Very a real good one for you stuff. i got a real good one oh, for you oh wow look forward you gotta to go it. to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like our producers pranksy tyler ross delaney twinning julian the gluten-free gamer alex j sandoval techie haas james hastings and casey andrew and once again pranksy have done we appreciate you all so very very much remember if you don't have bucks to toss our way that's totally cool if you're out there buying games on the epic game store you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and Fortnite to help support us and it's very cool very fun stuff that we can all do uh but now that all that rig is out of the way i want to give you a little bit of housekeeping some fun stuff this saturday is extra life kind of funny is extra life's always an amazing event this year we are doing a 12 hour stream starting at 11 a.m pacific on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and ending at 11 p.m we have a whole bunch of fun segments planned including uh tentatively where we're at right now who the hell knows how this is all going to shake out but we got nick and andy completing it takes two is that the goal we want to try to do it takes two um we only have two hours to do so i'm not sure how long we're into the game uh it takes two that's pretty good but but also snowbike mike wants me and nick to finally do the sats which was a goal that we hit apparently i don't know mike just signs us up for bullshit i don't know hell yeah is it can you just get a copy of the sats is that a thing that you can just do you can do practice tests yeah, something release like those that. To, the, to the public. I haven't done. I haven't taken a standardized test like that in over a decade. Because what I was in, I was a junior in high school, and so like I think they gave out books. I remember like doing like some of the practice tests in a book. But I, I did. Do they just have them online? Can you just look them up and do the test? Because that sure, sounds like fun. Google it. I'm sure, sure we can acquire it. it. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. So hey, you know people. Mike, Mike knows people. <laughs> Mike knows it's going to play. It takes two or do the SATs. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but either way, it's going to happen on Twitch. And also the finale for the kind of funny battle for CEO tournament uh, is going to go down in Mario Party. That will feature me fighting for Joey Noel, Barrett Courtney, Nick Scarpino and Snowbike Mike. Only chaos and can come from that Tim, group of people. Does the audience know what's going on with nick as well i don't know do Be- i know what's going on with nick because the the time slot that we have scheduled for mario party nick is not going to be able to make so i think the plan right now is that you're playing for joey but then joey's going to be playing for nick i hate <laughs> this this is so stupid <laughs> only a company like kind of funny would have these type of shenanigans for better or for worse also uh we're gonna have the start of metal gear solid 4 with barrett and bless and imran if you're available it'd be kind of cool we'll see weekends this saturday is real fucking busy for me so we're gonna see <laughs> i mean we'll, we'll have see. a lot of metal gear solid 4 streams i believe <laughs> because i think this is the longest one that we've hit and 
they, they they've been pretty long streams so far, so you'll have plenty of Metal Gear Solid Four to pop in. I'm you'll so dedicate like you'll dedicate two cutscenes to one full three hour yeah, play. You yes, yeah, you will, and it's gonna be there great. Are, there are forty minute cutscenes in that game, so buckle in. Hell yeah. I can't wait to re-experience Metal Gear Solid Four. I fucking <laughs> love that game so much, and I just kind of pretend I don't remember any of the bad stuff. I only remember the hype good stuff, and there's a lot of that. So, <laughs> anyways, enough about all of that. Imran, I want to catch up with you a little bit before we get into all the, the games we've been playing. How's Fanbyte been going? You leave us to do your own thing. You were a Game Informer before, but now you're at Fanbyte. You're leading up a, a big team over there, like, making a lot of magic happen. It's been going real well. Like, we recently, we brought on, like, Mike Williams, Michael Hyam. Like, we're we're hitting that, like... That Final Fantasy 14 that pervert. Mike quota for sure. Yeah, the Mike quota. The Mike quota is real fucking high. We're going to hire Snowbike Mike next. Just, you know, <laughs> he's not going to do anything. He's just going to sit there and like hype man everyone else's stuff. Make him write about Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I am at some point, I, I don't know that I've publicly announced this, but at some point I'm going to start what I guess is kind of a KFGD competitor of Ooh. like a, mo- a morning news show. Hell we, yeah. It's it's it, it's been a little bit delayed because I have been moving and stuff, but like it's not gonna be at the same time as your guys stuff. It'll be probably leading into your guys stuff. So bad move for you. No <laughs> news drops until <laughs> till later in the day. But you got the news early because you're fucking it, the dog. No, like, I, I will wake up in the morning. I'll be like, yeah, this is good enough. See, the thing is. I figured what KOGD needs less of is standards. So if mm. I just follow mm. that, then I can just do whatever. Damn, if you think that's the key to success. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, you got people like dressing up for that show now? No, I, you'll be lucky if Only I'm sometimes. Like, Only yeah, if I feel lucky. like, here's the thing. I, wear, I, I said I was going to wear polos for KFG. That lasted for a strong three weeks. It until, was real like, strong, though. It was a it real was, strong three weeks. It was so. a real strong three weeks, and then October <laughs> hit, and that was my excuse to start wearing the Halloween stuff. And then, like, November's here, and I thought about wearing a polo this morning, and I was just like, uh, nobody remembers. I'm just going to wear a regular shirt. That's a tradition, though, because, like, Greg had the thing where he wore, like, the, the button-up shirt and the tie, and then the second work from home started, you never saw that again. Never yeah. again. Never yeah. again. Will we'll it return to the new happen. studio? No way. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> Hell I'm going to bring it back no. to the new studio. If I, I'll, I'm going to do it in the new studio for a solid three weeks. And I, think I, I, think, got, I, got, I got three weeks in me. I think you might be encouraged to do so as well because we'll have air conditioning. And it's always one of those things like when the lights are on you and you're wearing a tie and your neck's getting all like, oh, it's hot and it's itchy and stuff. No, no, no. We'll have the AC down like 43 degrees at least. I saw a comment once that was like, why do they drink so much water in the studio? It's because it's so fucking hot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And also, I just like LaCroix a lot. But uh, I was was at the studio a couple days ago uh, to get a little update on where it's at. It's progressing. Not where I wished it was, but it's progressing. But the one thing I will say is there's actual walls now. I was able to walk into what our our rooms and each and every one of them if you look up there's just a beautiful fucking hole and one day out of that hole is going to come nice cold air and oh, andy yeah. i can't fucking wait it's gonna be so exciting. <laughs> when, when you were describing that i was like what where is tim going with like is there yeah. gonna be like a fireman's pole down there that everyone could just drop into their offices i wish I yes wish. That that's great. where that's where we had secrets up there it's like <laughs> little loot it's like a waterfall in video games so I can't cool. wait. I talked to Kevin about uh, getting snuggies and like blankets and shit. And like, I, I it's gonna be a great office. I I can't wait to actually do this because I was only in the kind of funny office for like two months before everything went down. And so I didn't even have time to make make that space my own. In this one, I'm planning to make my own. I'm planning to like bring in bring in a rug. I'm gonna bring in like I don't know, man, art, <laughs> <laughs> art to put on like my cubicle or whatever. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. Rug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, let's get to I'm some video games. Bless. You've What's been playing Writer's Republic, and you seem to be really into it. Please I'm, tell me more. 
I'm very into it. This is one that I've been obnoxiously anticipating just from the standpoint of when Ubisoft first revealed it during their Ubisoft Forward. It was one of those ones where it's like, oh, this looks interesting. It's a follow-up to Steep, seemingly, but a little bit more uh, wacky and has um, way more variation in terms of the type of extreme sports they're doing. And so leading into it, I've been anticipating it because this is way more up my alley in terms of the kind of extreme sports games that I like. Like, I like the downhill snow stuff, but Steep, for what it was, the downhill uh, snow events weren't doing it for me alone. And so Riders Republic was speaking to me on that level, along with some of the things they were showing in that original trailer. Uh you know I, I know I know Tim recognized it, but like they had like a graffiti from Tony Hawk style game in there. They had like a lot of um, uh, events that seemed like they were going to have like a lot of people. I think we were comparing it to Fall Guys at a certain point in some of the trailers. And so I've been very much looking forward to this, but I've been looking forward to it with tempered expectations. You know, th this is the type of game that speaks to me, but also knowing the type of game it, it is and seeing that it's coming from Ubisoft and knowing that like knowing the level that Steep hit. I wasn't necessarily expecting greatness. And over the over the course of the last week, I've been playing it. And the more and more I play it, the more and more I'm like, oh, not only is this for me, I think this is a legitimately great video game. Um, and it's not perfect. There are a lot of things that I think this game could improve on. One of my big complaints is the... Um, the tutorial takes quite a bit for you to get you into the game. It takes a couple hours. And in those hours, there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of cutscenes. And so most, of the, most of the dialogue in cutscenes in this game are terrible. It, it feels like it's written by a computer. Like, it yeah. honestly seems like... <laughs> you know how, like, Life is Strange does that weird, hey, we're adult man writing for teens thing? Imagine that, but, like, a million times worse. Like, they, they use words that I'm pretty sure are not words that no teen or anyone has ever said. Yeah, as I was playing this right before this episode, uh, you know, I was hanging out on the Discord call and like playing and trying to get trying to nail one of the events. As I was going into that event, there was a call I got from one of the characters, and they're like, "If you nail this, you're going to be a cult classic." And like, I had to think about it for a second, and I was like, "Nobody, <laughs> nobody would ever say that. That is not something that people would ever say." I like when people say corny shit. I like saying corny shit all the time. This th this game goes beyond a level that makes it feel like, oh, not not only is this game unhip, it feels like it was written by a computer. Maybe or they're, they're leaning extent. into the cringe, you know, because that's what Ubisoft is best known for, you know. Maybe like that's what it, I honestly, if it, it feels like cringe to a, a an unnecessary extent, but outside of that, the actual events and actual like game of the game is really fun. Like I, I I'm pretty impressed by the amount of different types of events that there are in this game because there's the uh there's like the snowboarding events, there's the skiing, there's a lot of like air events and so you'll be doing rocket wing stuff and wingsuit stuff along with other types of flying uh extreme sports. You have like downhill biking, you have a mixture of like racing and then also um uh, like a lot of trick stuff and so it's like that SSX style. I'm going to go for the score. I'm going for the high score. And with with every event you have like three secondary objectives that you can go for and so it's things like nail a trick that has 52,000 points or um get like the special like camera token or collect the five balloons uh on the course there's stuff like that that uh gives each event kind of its own all right cool i have something to go for here but beyond just getting first place or beyond just getting the highest score and so that stuff is fun that stuff in conjunction with i think the core conceit of the game being this huge festival style everybody's here sort of thing I think the way they tackle it in this game is very interesting because um, this game is coming out around a similar time as Forza, right? Well, this game came out last week. Forza is coming out, I think, next week. I think it's this Friday for early access. And both both these games are like festival themed games, right? The whole thing with Forza, uh, playing Forza Horizon 3 and Forza Horizon 4. Both of those games go hard in terms of 
welcome to the Horizon Festival. Like you're you're uh you know in you're you're in this place where everybody's celebrating driving and you're around a bunch of people and everything's hype and all this shit. You're a cult uh, classic. You're yeah. a cult classic. <laughs> this game does a very similar thing and goes for a similar tone. And in terms in terms of tone, I don't think nails it as well. But in terms of the ways in which it reinforces the festival theme in this game i think it does a really phenomenal job because it does the thing where when you open up the map there are tons of icons spread across the map and tons of people even when you're in the world just doing their own thing and there are other players but i believe that for the most part there are ghosts of other players and so the game is pulling ghost data from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of players at any given time to populate your game and it really does make you feel like you are part of this big everybody's here you're playing together type of thing right in, in the same way that forza has their drivatars but amped up to not only not, not it it's not like 12 drivatars on the map or whatever it's not just 12 11 other cars are racing you are playing in a map with what feels like hundreds of thousands or not hundreds of thousands but like hundreds <laughs> and hundreds or thousands and thousands of people uh and so like that's been really interesting and really novel because you'll have the thing of exploring the open world and seeing people do their own thing and like riding down even in races right you'll be riding down um like a 12 man race on a hill and you'll see somebody on a snowboard cross your track from like the perpendicular side and you're like oh shit there's somebody like you know skiing down or there's somebody in a wingsuit flying in front of me and i think that stuff is really cool and and really really hype and are those people part are, are those people part of a different event or are they in it with you or do they just happen to be there they they they, they just happen to be there and so like oh, for cool. and most of that stuff is in the open world i get i get the sense that when you're in a an instance event that stuff is more npcs like that's npcs that are flying across but in the open world you get that same exact feeling um and those are actual people who were playing in their own instances yeah. which i think is very fascinating it's kind of the culmination of like the thing ubisoft has been trying to do for like five games now with like steep and the crew and all that is what how do we get an open world racing game to really work and how do we do that with online and like they've failed multiple times at it not that like steep was bad but i will say the crew is probably actually pretty bad but like the they've been trying to get this to be both an open world game and a racing game and they've iterated on it multiple times it just hasn't worked i think until writers republic where they i think the one of the big keys to it is that what, what they didn't hit with steep was they didn't hit biome diversity this one you do you can change from like the snow sports the the bike sports to rocketing around like iron man at a moment's notice and the fact that it's all that fast and you can just go like from beat to beat to beat that like quickly is i think what makes this one work as opposed to the other ones that didn't yeah and it's very it's very like good for it's user friendly in terms of you can just open up your map and go to any event and the game will fast travel you there immediately. And you can't like you have, you have the freedom to freely explore the open world, which there's stuff to do in the open world. They're like cool, um, like stunt stuff where they have, um, uh, trial style obstacle courses that you can go through on like, on like a bike and like try to get to the end before the time limits up. There's, there's landmarks and stuff that you can discover in the open world. But if you don't want to interact with any of that, um, the way I've been playing the game is, Hey, I just want to, I just want to do the events. I just want to do all the races. And I go into my menu and just, I go from event to event. And like, once I get a little bit tired of the downhill bike races, I'm like, cool, let me do a snowboard trick attack event. Cool. I'm tired of this. Let me fly in a rocket suit and all the stuff individually, I think controls pretty well not perfect like it's not the best playing biking game or the best playing snowboarding game but every single different thing is good enough in its own way that i've been having a blast jumping between all the events and advancing all the different types of careers you can do 
You know what it reminds me of Blessing that I did not think about until right, like right when he said that? Pilot Wing 64. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. that's a good one. To, that's a good one to pull. It's, it, it's for me, it's between that and then also in a lot of ways, GTA Online, just with like the amount of different types of events you can go into at a moment's notice. And a lot of it is very much like, hey, we're taking this open world and we are recontextualizing it to have this race go down this path and it feels like a cool like it feels like a cool customized thing that even like i know the game has user user created stuff uh that there isn't that much exciting user created stuff yet but in the way that gta online i think thrives off of a lot of the user created stuff i very much see this game going that same route because i think there's a lot you can do with trying to nail nail down what like a specific path looks like um but like there's that there's also the the or I'll compare it to those two things, and then there's, I would also compare it to Skate. A lot of the reasons why I enjoy this game as well are a lot of the similar reasons I enjoy a game like Skate. Um, and it's just the thing of fucking around and trying to nail tricks. During the the lead-up to this podcast, as we're waiting in the Discord um, uh, to go, I've been trying to do this the same trick event over and over and over again. And one of the things that is one of the secondary objectives in that event is like score an obscenely high score on one of your tricks. And I... I I, I do the same thing in skate and sometimes in Tony Hawk, given whatever the objective is, I try to do the same trick over and over and over again and knowing I can nail it. I just have to nail this trick and then get the high score and then get to the end of the 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 um the, the slope and I'm golden. And it's that it's that trial and error, error thing that works so well about skate that also works really well in this game. And so I love that. And then also I gotta shout out the the mass races, which I right, right before this podcast I tweeted out. A, a video of one of them and basically what they are are these races that happen once an hour at the top of the hour um like everybody gets a notification and if you go to where the event uh, uh is taking place you'll start matchmaking and it'll matchmake you into an event with with 63 other players so 64 people and you are basically doing the equivalent to the gta transformed races where you are going checkpoint from checkpoint and at certain checkpoints you everybody changes the the like quote unquote vehicle or like whatever like type of downhill sport they're doing and so it'll go from cool. you're you're all skiing like 64 people at the same time almost fall, almost fall guy style of too many people on the same slope you're you're all skiing is there a collision? at the same time there is collision yeah and so it's yeah. fucking crazy uh and so you're doing all that at the same time you go through checkpoints and then you reach a certain checkpoint and all of a sudden everybody's in jetpacks and everybody's going at the same time and then at a certain point everybody is doing uh like uh snowboarding and then you hit another one and everybody's doing biking and it's it's fantastic and the the fact that they limit it to like once an hour i think builds this hype factor to it to whenever That's i cool. see the notification i'm like oh i'm doing a mass race because i can only do this every now and then uh and yeah like it's really fun i think they nail so many of those festival aspects in the game right now barrett's showing it and I, it has twitter compression and so it looks terrible but trust me on my on my ps5 it looked really good they get the is idea. it is it once an hour uh real time or once an hour per player once an hour real time i think i last time i checked um i did it and it was at 2 p.m um uh so i think it's at the top of the hour i don't know if it's session by session um That's actually a but, really really cool idea like yeah i have other yeah. games done that before mmos do that sort of thing a lot so i don't know i'm trying to think of games that aren't specifically online that do that and i i can't think of any That's um super cool <clears throat> now bless with you doing all these races i i assume you're doing it for rewards are you then using those rewards to customize or buy extra stuff for your mm -hmm. gamer or whatever you call your 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 like main what character you call your avatar no but, no but what's the 
cult classic or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be a cult classic uh so this is actually one of my big gripes with the game the game does have uh, a sense of progression where you're unlocking uh new boards and new equipment and that stuff is uh it affects gameplay right it is like you're you're basically raising the number uh, uh on your gear and it's very simple in terms of we're, we're gonna give you a better snowboard or we're gonna give you a better uh, ski or we're going to give you a better rocket wing and a lot of the rocket wings and skis and shit look really cool and they have certain versions of that stuff that are like here's the special version of a of the wingsuit that like uh, uh like flies a little in a little bit of, of a different way here's like the one-legged uh, snowboard instead of all the basic two-legged ones they have dope stuff like that that i really like and i like that aspect of the progression the thing i don't like is the cosmetic stuff which uh uh in in this game you know, the the moment I realized it, I, I realized how I felt about this was, uh, yeah, what's today, Tuesday? Two days ago when I was streaming Ravage Republic, I went to the shop just to see like, oh shit, I've not, I've not been to the shop yet. I want to uh, customize my character because I see other, <clears throat> I see other people who will have like a cool dinosaur outfit or a cool, like a, a, like a dope ass emo. And I'm like, cool, I want that. I go to the shop and there are two different types of currency. There is the in-game currency, and then there are the there's the premium currency, the rider coins, which you have to buy with real money. The in-game currency will get you some basic ass shit. It's like here's a sweatshirt that costs like a third of your money, or like here's some jeans and a t-shirt that costs a lot of money. But then you look at the riders coin stuff, the premium. This shirt stuff. says Ubisoft or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, that's ex it's exactly that type of shit. But then you go to the premium stuff, and it's hey, here's this cool ass like skull helmet that looks fucking dope. Here's the big elephant suit that you can rock. Here's like all the exciting exciting shit. Here's a dope ass like beautiful colorful design on. Do your they shit. get do they get really whimsical in the way that? You know, maybe not necessarily just hey, this is a silly elephant costume, but do, do they have like? I don't know. Every time I think of cosmetics, I think of when Assassin's Creed, you could ride the unicorn. It had the trail of the rainbow. Like, uh, is there any silly shit like that? I haven't seen any silly shit like that. So I'm going to say no, but I'm not like completely positive. Maybe uh, once we will get way further into actually like leveling up in uh, like there's weekly and daily rotations on a lot of the cosmetic stuff that you can buy. I think maybe they'll funnel some of that stuff in, but so far there's not. But even for the stuff like Bear, right now, Bear's showing the giraffe outfit, which is really cool. And like on certain events, they'll just automatically like use it for that one event because they have special events like that. Um, but if you want to unlock it just to, to use whenever in the open world and, and wherever you want to use it in the events, you have to pay real money for that shit. And oh, just so the, the cosmetic tease, that's almost worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you'll see it like it is. Hey, here are the items that you can use either Riders Coins for or the in-game currency. And then here's the Riders Coins exclusive items. And those are all the cool shit. And it's like, bro, I paid... I, or for the I, I got a code for this game. For the most part, people are paying money for this game, right? This is a full price game, and for them to kind of nickel and dime you in that way, I think it's kind of a bummer because I think it does take away from progression. I think right now where the game is at with progression, it's like fine, but it's not exciting to pro progress. The thing that's keeping me back, going back to the game is the fact that I just I do enjoy the races inherently. I don't need a big level of progression to just keep playing this game because I enjoy it. But I do think that I could hit that point, and I'm sure for many people uh they will hit that point where they're like all right what am i fighting for like what am i playing for i want to play to look cool but the cool stuff is locked behind actual currency so what am i actually grinding for which, uh and i think that's a bummer which like at this point we shouldn't be surprised by with how ubisoft has designed a lot of their games in the last few years yeah yeah
but like that's probably my that's probably my big complaint and then also like the the voice acting stuff and i think there's general jank here and there with the game that keeps it from hitting the level of polish of something like a forza that i think you're going to get a lot of a lot of the same uh like itch scratch from you know like forza is a very similar i'm just i'm just going to go event to event and have fun racing type game and that game like th three and four and probably five right have an incredible polish to them and like playing this game this game does not have anywhere near that polish but that said it's a generally good time that i am uh fairly impressed with with the different uh type of events and stuff are you having equal fun whether you're snowboarding or riding a bike and if you wanted to just dedicate yourself to just one of those modes is there enough gameplay there or do they kind of force you to switch around they don't force you to switch around at all. You can dedicate yourself. Like, they kind of divide it into careers. And so if you keep doing downhill biking racing events, you'll continue lock unlocking downhill biking racing events. If you keep doing the snowboard trick stuff, you'll just keep unlocking snowboard trick stuff. They, they play it smart like that. The one thing I will say with that is that in the way that they categorize it, the there are flying events, and uh, you can do rocket suit stuff which is super fun and super awesome and then they also have wingsuit events those are categorized both under air and so if you do rocket events you are unlocking wingsuit events and you will hit the point where you probably have to do a wingsuit event and the wingsuit's not bad but it is it is way hard to control compared to everything else and so for me it's been an uphill battle even though you're going downhill in the wingsuit events <laughs> it looks it looks like controlling mario when you're flying through the rings oh, in don't say that. Oh. <laughs> dude honestly it is so hard to control and i don't like doing these events uh, nearly as much as it the rocket more like stuff. superman okay. 64 almost especially with the rings you know <laughs> the rings. does the wing does the wingsuit do the thing that it did in steep where like if you're just walking around with it on you can just fall over Yep, that was you, hilarious. You can do that. You can do the same thing with the rocket where if you press X, it'll just shoot you forward. And I, I all the time I just hit a wall on accident <laughs> because I think I'm I think I'm gonna jump or some shit and then I just hit a wall. But the dopest thing, Bear, I have this on my Twitter if you want to find it. If if you're rocking the rocket soup, the jetpack, just in the world, if you press L1, you'll do a Superman jump into the air essentially. And it is the coolest shit in this game. <laughs> Uh, and whoever is responsible for this uh, this specific, like the the animation on it and the sound design on it, it is fantastic. Like playing it makes me want to play a Superman or like an Iron Man game because it feels on that level of cool. Bear has it pulled up right here. I love yeah. the like shitty summer camp look here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and like it has like a NASA and like USA logo on it. Excuse okay. the compression because Twitter's screwing me on that. That is cool. It's that, pretty damn that, cool. That looks cooler than Anthem did with the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I continue to and I like fly yeah, take through. It, uh, or uh, Imran, take it back. Okay. You had guns <laughs> in Anthem. Okay. They sounded cool. Uh, no, like, look how cool this is. Like this is. Yeah, super, this, this looks sick as hell. This is honestly yeah. dope. And like to some extent, you know, like once you do it, you've kind of done it. Right. Like I'll, you'll fly around <laughs> the map and it's like, cool. I've done that. And like the rest you can do with this is just go through races. But I I've think it's a really fun gimmick. I've heard that load times are really fantastic, but you mentioned jank. Are, are we talking when you're in the game, you feel some issues with connection or lag? Or what do you mean by jank? Like more buggy stuff. Like there was a time yeah. where I booted up the game and the like skybox kept popping in and out, like going mm -hmm. black at random points. Uh, and like the controls, the controls I think are good, but not amazing. It. it Andy, you, you were there when we were playing the Olympic Games video game, right? 
No, on stream. I wasn't there. Oh, wasn't you weren't there. there. So, like in that game, because there's so many different Olympic sports, they standardized the control set uh. to a point where it's like, cool, this is your turbo button, and like every 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 game pretty much has like a comparable control scheme. This does a similar thing where usually it's like L1 is your sprint if you're on if you're on the bike or if you're on like certain other things or R2 is to like go if you're in the rocket suit or if you're in the skis or whatever. And so none of none of these games individually feel as great as if you're playing a game that was solely a biking game or if you're playing a game that was solely a skiing or a snowboarding game. Um, but for a game that has like all this different shit in it, I think everything feels good enough. But with that, I think there's a certain level of like drifting on the bike feels like it's almost too sharp. Um, but it doesn't really take itself too seriously in that way. Like it's not trying to be, it, it's trying to be a sim like, game. Yeah. yeah. It's like 65% sim and then like maybe like 35% arcade. And I think with that, you kind of take what you can get. Before we move on, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Upstart. If you avoid looking at your credit card statements every month, you aren't alone with interest. It can feel like you're in a never ending debt cycle, but Upstart can help you get out from underneath your debt and start living your life again. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan all online. Upstart looks at more than just your credit score. They look at your current employment and credit history to find you a smarter loan rate. You can even check your rate in just five minutes for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. We've talked a lot about how Greg Miller was really bad with managing money when he first came out to IGN. He could have used Upstart back then. Thankfully, we have it now. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny funny but don't forget to use our url to let them know we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application upstart.com slash kind of funny and now that we're here we're gonna Wait, talk about i got one thing tim before, before we move on from ubisoft i watched werewolves within the other day like that the movie about the ubisoft game with milana <laughs> yeah there's there's a fucking assassin in that game and or that movie, and they just never talk about it. Like, like there's a greed assassin. Yeah, so there's a dude who uses a hidden blade, and then like they close up in on it, and they show like it's an A, like for the Assassin's Creed thing, and they just like never mention it again, or it's never foreshadowed or anything. Assassin's Creed in review, Tim. The one with uh, you know Magneto, and then this movie. We got to do it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I love That's that. That's really funny. Damn, uh, Mario Party Superstars. We've mm. all been playing it. We've all been winning in it. Well, maybe not all of us, but some of us. <laughs> not all of us, Tim, but, you know, the ones who matter. You know, Imran, have you, have you been playing at all? Yes, I have, because my partner very much loves the original Mario Party. So she dropped 60 bucks without, like, sight unseen, because, like, it has Peach's birthday cake, so she had to. Yeah, yeah. So what's your experience been like? Because, I mean, you're, you're playing a dangerous game here, my friend. You and your partner playing Mario Party. That could end poorly. As we're you, talking, I'm, I'm DMing Imran's partner right now to see if she wants to play some Mario Party. Just you so are, you know, Imran. Yeah, you were not incorrect because it was like we were playing last night and she was winning and I was very much not. And I was getting like, I'm not that competitive. I was getting a little salty. I was being <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's great. Great. You happen to just get all the good. Items. Oh, you moved Bowser to my side. The nice coincidence there. But like it's 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 Mario Party. It is inherently bullshit, but in like a way that can be kind like even when you're salty, you're having a little bit of fun. You're just being like, OK, I'm, I may not be winning, but like next time I'm, I'll get Waluigi's ass. I'm going to kick his ass next time. 
So, but so it's interesting yeah. uh, with something you just said there about like, you know, like you are actually having fun. I'm starting to question if that is true. And I don't know <laughs> if it's just the fact that we are streaming it and like making content. And there's a it's not just the people we're playing with that are annoying, but there's the added level of, you know, we're kind of to an extent playing characters and, you know, making up bits as we go. But then also the chat is antagonizing us, antagonizing us as well. There's something about it that I'm finding that one by one people are kind of funny legitimately seem to be upset when i bring up the words mario party like it started with joey right but uh, now it's it always been joey, it always been joey. <laughs> but I, I, like, I, legitimately it's getting to a point that i'm like it is such good content there's such gold there it's so much fun to actually play but i feel like the fun is actually going away and it's like is that just because of what we're trying to turn mario party into or is that just what mario party is <laughs> Like, I think I, no, it's I like think, Squid Game is a fun thing to watch as a TV show. Boy, it would be horrible to watch in real life. And like, that's Mario Party. Like, if you watch it as a TV show, great. If you're participating in it, no, that's that's I'm not into that. Mario, Mario Party is like it's a it's a bad game disguised as a good game disguised as a bad game disguised as a good game. It is. I was talking to Tamor about this over the weekend, and he he made the really good point that like Mario Party is essentially like Nintendo having the genius idea of what if we looked at every good aspect of game design and threw that shit out the window and deliberately made a game that was just not about skill that was that and if you try to be skilled at, at it the game would screw you screw you over for it and in a way that's kind of genius because it did lend to what would end up being like a fucking phenomenal franchise if you want to look at it that way if you like mario party you're not like mario party Th that's where i disagree blessing because i don't think it's them being i think it's them being earnest and like <laughs> like that's what's so funny about it that it's them being sincere like what if everyone had a good time and nobody really won or lost because it doesn't matter and like i think that's what mario party is and in that sense it is a fucking hilarious because no matter how hard you try what like again bring up waluigi because the computer seems to favor him for some reason but like waluigi's gonna get a star for being like biggest fuck up and that's why he wins is because he what like lost the most coins i don't I, think it's nintendo talk doing anything game design wise i think it's them saying Let's study the human condition and test the human will. <laughs> like, no, that's really what make it is. Mario Party. Mario Party just existed and they like harnessed it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's funny you bring that up because like I, I do think there's actually a really interesting conversation here about the game design of Mario Party and especially Mario Party Superstars, which I really appreciate the level of customization it allows you. I love that they're going back to basis. That it basics. It kind of is a dream Mario party game for me where it's the greatest hits in terms of the original Mario party one through three boards. Hopefully we get some more boards with some DLC, but in terms of the mini games, I like that it's like a hundred of a collection across all the Mario party games, or at least all the, the classic ones, not just N64. So it kind of like is a lot of the best ones. And on top of that, the options of play classic or play with the new type of, uh, randomized, uh, rewards at the end, like, being able to turn those on or off and all that stuff, I think is is good in turning this into just a board game, which is right, what this yeah. is. It's just a video game version of a board game. And board games are just as random if yeah. you're rolling dice. Yeah, board, and board games are just as bullshit. And I think Mario Party just leans into that and video game uh, video gamifies it more. And that's why, like, I've never had a, uh, a, a problem with the game. And, you know, I always feel the fun no matter if I'm winning or losing because it's all just bullshit. It's like playing now, Monopoly my, my, with my dad as a kid. Like, right. it's all just bullshit. My it's like playing is, a D&D &D game where the GM is like, I think all of you need to learn a lesson and how 
fucking stupid yeah. this all is. Yeah. It's like I need to equalize this every five turns. I, <laughs> my question is: Have you guys, have any of you guys for the board game turned off the bonus stars? No, no, because no. I'm not I'm either, never. and I hate the bonus stars. Like yes. after Friday, I was like, I'm never doing this again. And on Saturday, I played the game again with a friend, and I saw the bonus stars, and I was like, No, I'm gonna leave because because it because it, yeah. it loses the Mario Partyness of it if you turn them off. You like know? Mario Party is a game that you can't Final Destination three stock no items. <laughs> and I think that is partly the magic magic of the game. And like I, th this Mario Party is the one that is I guess broke me and opened my eyes in terms of, it's broken me in terms of knowing and understanding that Mario Party is complete bullshit. But also like this Mario Party is maybe the best Mario Party that I've I've played at least. Like I I love the original Mario Party and I've loved like some of the the last few Mario Parties. Um, and this one I think does such a good job of like harking back and and leaning into the nostalgia factor like they do such a good job of like hey the the um mode select screen is going to be taken right from the n64 you're going to go into the pipe and as you're falling down you're going to choose the things we're going to when you go into one of the maps we're going to take a screenshot of the original n64 map and, yeah. and, and show you show you that for a second and yeah like to, to tim's point they choose a lot of the best mini games uh throughout the whole mario party franchise and it makes for what i think is honestly the best mario party but also it makes for i think the best mario party is going to be the most bullshit experience in terms of this video game th like the, this video game at its best is gonna like take you down to your worst essentially in terms right. of we're gonna screw you at any at any point and i don't know like, i i think it's fun i think it's cool but also oh man like it's it's frustrating at the same time i i am so impressed by the functionality of it all um especially and and now i say that when we are streaming on friday after our stream because i decided to do to play again for some reason <laughs> the uh, same day the you same fucking day minute because i real quick andy i just gotta say i played that game i was spent i had so many i had to cancel a business call after that <laughs> i had i was literally like i need to lay down because i am going through some shit and i won <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was rough i decided to play again um and somebody in chat was like how's the online i was like you know what surprisingly pretty good immediately my game kicked me out of Aww. the mini game <laughs> but i was able to enter the game and uh, no issues were had we were able to recover the game that we had lost um it saves every turn everybody I when i learned that everybody quit out we were able to find the game and it was like here's the game here's the time that it was last played at on this date and you were on turn six Oh, cool. like, perfect we all hopped back in immediately didn't have a problem but mo when i talk about online issues i mean less of of getting kicked and more of just lag and and general you know the general issues that we're used to with nintendo online games and this one i think works pretty damn well um you gotta account for a little bit of lag here and there but it's nothing like when we played super mario 3d world nothing like that yeah totally it, it's crazy i mean andy what's your experience been like like playing the game like are you over it in the way that i'm talking about or are you just like i get what it is no, and I'm in for it. no i have fun i i ha still have fun with it i want to play more i want to uh stream more of it um it's been a lot of fun i a lot of it is kind of coming from a background where i didn't really play a whole lot of mario party i was just more of like the mario kart and and uh, smash bros guy uh, back in the early days when my friends, I was playing all my friends' Nintendo 64 consoles and my friends' GameCubes and all that stuff. Um, I have fun with it. I think it's it's bullshit in a lot of ways, but it's it's really great to make content for. And I think a lot of the frustrations you see, Tim, is because we are on camera 
and Blessing and Mike are the biggest assholes I've ever seen ever <laughs> and ever experienced. And I've I've played games with Nick before. <laughs> and like, I think a lot of it is that. And I think if we were all just playing offline and there was mild shit talking, it's whatever. Because after I played, you know, the later on that night, like I didn't have any issues. It Did was you just, play like with people fun. or by yourself? I played with uh, Snowbike no Mike. Play it by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I played with Snowbike Mike uh, and our friend Washburn and JD. Um, and so a lot of it was just like, yeah, we're having fun. We're, there's casual shit talking here and there. There's laughing. There's a lot of like, what the fuck am I doing in this mini game? I think it's a lot of fun, and I think it. I think the mini games more, way more often than not, hit. And yeah. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with bullshit Joy-Con minigames anymore mm -hmm. from the old version of the uh, Super Mario Party Switch. Um, I, I'm enjoying this a lot more, and I'm glad they're kind of... It seems like you and a lot of people who are familiar with the franchise are like, these are the hits. They brought the hits. These are the boards we love. These are the minigames we love. And that's it's the like thing. You've been, uh, go ahead. Go, go for it, Imran. It's like, I was going to say, it's like you've been assigned a work project with like a two-year-old and a cat and you have to like you you can't engage with them logically you can't go like okay this is what we got to do we're going to delegate like this you got to just accept the fact that you're going to play by their rules and whatever gets done gets done and that's how i kind of like accept mario party at this point just try to win the mini games is kind of like what it <laughs> yeah. is yeah and hope that there's a mini game bonus star at the end because i'm with blessing I think the the bonus stars at the end, much like the prior Mario parties, have been kind of bullshit. But I still like him, and still, I like yeah, that you random chaos. Keep, you could yeah. win with them, so you're never yeah. willing to give that up. Yeah, I yeah, mean I that's, that's the funniest thing. thing is the the way. If I remember correctly, the way the classic uh, bonus stars worked is they were very contingent on whoever got the most coins in the game or whoever won the most mini games. Like it was always the same parameters. Yeah. It wasn't like the random shit fest that it is. And that allowed for a level of strategy. Like, and I remember I, I like always beat my friends because I was the only one that went on gamefacts.com and like saw the one thing of like, yeah, yeah, just go for these bonus stars. And so I always just went for coins and no one else thought to do that. So I like, I'm guaranteeing myself a coin. Is that some cheap ass cheese shit? Yeah. But you're going to hate on 10 year old Timmy. You fucking no, better not. I won't, you know I won't what I'm talking hate about? No. Uh, but it's, it's funny. I love these new, the bonus stars where it is random. Cause it does add that level of like, yeah, you people like me should still try to collect as many coins as possible. Cause we know that that's one of the parameters, but you can get totally screwed out of that. Yeah. And it's just yeah. at that point, it's fucking fun. It's the same, it's the, I love it too, because I think there's a general understanding of what the bonus stars are. And so like when I'm for, when I'm far into a game and I'm like, okay, I'm one star behind, but I've won the most mini games. There's that level. It, it, it is like a gamble. It is like a lottery. Totally. It is like prices right when you spin the wheel, and you're like, yeah. I could, I could win. I've right landed now. on the most Bowser spaces and got fucked over the mo the most. Like that could yeah. reward me. At the like end. I've moved. That happened last spaces. night, and I was like, what the fuck? Because other people were winning, and like that put me in third. Is that somebody else got landed on the most Bowser spaces? I, yeah. I will say the spaceship level sucks. Not a fan of that one. What? Mm. Get, oh, that's such a classic. Getting the man. keys to like unlock the door. Like, nah, this is an extra that's, level of stuff that oh, I that's don't what, need. That's, that's Andy. That is on every other map besides the first one. I'm letting you know that now. <laughs> my my, fa oh, my really favorite level used, used to be the Yoshi Island level. And Friday made me hate that level when we played the, the game. I <laughs> love it. It's so brilliant because it's so such a great design where it's not just a simple square. Like having the two islands and the understanding of where the star is is such a brilliant mechanic for chaos. And yeah, like to Andy's point like, and to Barrett's point as well, it's like the difficulty ratchets up after at, for the rest of the courses. And they all just add even, I think 
the space one is like level two. Yeah, that's and only the, the second. Yeah. It goes Yoshi's Island, the space level. Then I think the horror one. I think Princess uh, Peach, and oh, then the there's like a jungle one, and then the mm. horror one is the the hardest one. And there's just more and more gimmicks that you have to kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, and, and those I think those are the things that kind of annoy me the most, and I'd rather just play the more basic levels. And it I think the gimmicks just add an added layer of not even frustration, but just like it just feels like they're throwing shit at the wall uh, with a lot of those later levels. And I know these are the, the maps that everybody cares about, but I, when I encounter stuff like that, I'm like, I just want to care about the mini games and like fuck it with my friends. And yeah. like when random shit's happening, I'm like, I have no I, context I, I, I for think, what's going on right now. So I think not, Princess not Peach's uh, cake will probably be your favorite then, Andy, if you ever play it, because because even the Yoshi one does have the element of upping the price between going between islands, which is Roger. The big mistake Roger made at the very beginning of our game where he like brought that up to 30 at turn three and uh, really just targeted himself for the rest of that match. Um, but with like Princess Peach, it is like very straightforward with like what you're doing on that map, which I think you would personally dig. Where it's like it's less about thinking about the gimmicks, and it's more of like, all right, like who can get the most like uh, out of their die roll and uh, where's the on, star? Like, how yeah. am I gonna? Steal? Yeah, I do, exactly. I, I do think there, even though I, I I hate on how bullshit and random uh, Mario Party is, I do like these the amount of strategy that is available on the maps that I played so far on, in this one because between the Yoshi one and between the the horror one as well and a couple of the, a couple of the others, I've hit, I've hit the place where I'm like, cool. If I do this, this, and this in the next three turns, I can steal a victory. Like in the in the one we did in, on the stream on Friday, like a lot of the strategy there was. All right. If I stay on the right island, I can continue to just take advantage of the of Boo and try to steal other people's stars, even though the star is on the other side. And there's like a legit strategy there that you can play, or I can up the price of the bridge by like thirty coins or some shit that nobody did, but we all had to, I had in the back of our mind. Uh, in the the uh, horror map, there's a they have the same Boo thing, but there is like one King Boo where if you go to it, if you if you spend. 150 coins you can steal one star from each of the players and so you get three stars and each of the players oh, go down i forgot about that god that's yeah. such a good one and it's I like was getting playing... exodia in Yu-Gi-Oh. like that's <laughs> yeah. just like the you fucking won and it, and it almost happened i was playing it was me and a friend and, and we were playing with two npcs one of the npcs was at like they were at like i want to say like one star and everybody else was at i want to say like three stars and they had about like 145 coins and they were probably about six spaces away from that King Boo slot on the last turn. And it was the thing of being in, being in the last minigame and us going, whatever we do, we have to make sure that this NPC does not get enough coins so that they use one of their dice so that they can actually get to the King Boo and spend that money and screw over, screw over all of us. And... I I'll lost to an NPC. Well, no, that we, we 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 did we did win that one, but another NPC did murk us. Waluigi ended up winning that one as an NPC, and for some reason, Waluigi keeps winning as an NPC. He's got to be it. stopped. It's it's weird how good <laughs> Waluigi is as a CPU in this game. Yeah, it's crazy because I don't even think like there's no. It's not like AI in this game has like different like things to it. It's no, not like it doesn't. They don't have some stats shit. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he has a passive like moral <laughs> ability. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't fuck over blessing. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know why Waluigi keeps getting the win in this game, but it keeps fucking happening. Uh, I will say, smash, that's why. 
critically um i'm very impressed with this game as a mario party title i i think it's kind of honestly it's everything i've wanted for a mario party for the last 20 years which is just go back to basics and do it right and i think yeah. they've done that i'm hoping that this is just a foundation that they're going to build on i there's no news of dlc but i really hope there is because i think that that's all that this needs to just kind of be the mario party platform that will kind of like keep us excited for years to come we'll see it's nintendo but other compliments i think the online works way better than i expected it to and this game definitely needed that the one major kind of criticism i have is uh the lack of being able to see the map uh when it is not your turn or just at all times there should be some type of mini map of the board showing you where the characters are and where the star is because the amount of times that we've had to like pull up the the map and like scope it all out like it feels outdated design wise and yeah. it slows everything down and there's not really a reason that we shouldn't be able to just see it at all times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you there. My 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 other critique would be to change the button of the stickers because it is egregious yes. that it's on the analog stick. Yeah, yes. the amount of times I accidentally hit that stupid ass button. I also want to point out that it was in February that it was announced that Nintendo was switching over their whole sort of multiplayer server systems to mm. uh, a different. They they just completely overhauled it, which is why when we played Super Mario 3D World in January, <laughs> in January it felt like absolute garbage. Uh, we were constantly in quicksand. We were constantly walking through mud, and we'd hit the jump button, and it would jump a second and a half later. And I think that makes sense to why a lot of the games recently have felt a lot better. I will say, pro tip, you know, like those stickers can be really important because that's one of the extra steps that they take into consideration is who uses the most stickers. No way. Are that's you a bonus fucking star? serious? No, dude, no the way. Very, if you look at the end, of, next time you play a game and go to the end of the stats, that's one of the things that they keep tabs on is how many stickers each player uses. Well, now I I'm just going to spam that. them all the time. Oh, oh yeah. That's what, like, that's what I was doing during my uh, when I was playing against uh, Nick, Roger, and Kevin, where I was just like, I was doing it front-facing for like the meme of it because Roger and I kept spamming it. But in my head, I was like, all right, but really, how many times have I done it over Roger and stuff like oh, that? So it's just no. like, yeah, there you go, Tim. There you go. Another, right. another great aspect of, uh, of this classic game. Mario we just Party. had a very pleasant conversation about this game that I started like, do I hate it or do I love it? And I fucking <laughs> went back to loving it. But Barrett, I think you just brought it right back. And that's Mario Party, everybody. Uh, Imran, we have you here. So, of course, we got to talk about some real hardcore nerd shit. Yeah. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5. You have been playing it. You can talk about it to a limited extent. Please I, do. Yeah, I love this too. I, to chime in, I, I love this too because I think we're able to give a preview, and I've also played yeah. enough to yeah. give the preview. And Barrett has, and so we can actually have a conversation about this. The preview covers roughly the first hour, forty-five minutes of the game. Uh, let's say everything I say is within that period, even if it doesn't, really doesn't seem like it. So yeah, I've been playing that game for about ten hours normally, but for the preview aspect, this is a Switch game where you were a Japanese teenager who gets pulled into a world of demons, fuses with a robot thing, and then, like, you're just told, hey, go save a friend and get the hell out of here. And that's the initial concept for it. Uh, I think a lot of people who are like, oh, I like Persona, I'll go try this game, are going to start it and be like, what the fuck is this? Because it's extremely difficult, even very early on, uh, and does not give you any guidance whatsoever. Like, Blessing, we were talking about this the other day. You kind of bounced off this pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, after I played the, the uh, like, 
preview amount of the game, I was like, yeah, I think this is one that's not for me because I am in that camp of people who's like, I really like Persona, Persona 4 and Persona 5 are some of my favorite games. And I know like they are part a part of the Shin Megami Tensei franchise to some extent. And like I I know they have like a lot of the similar like characters and monsters and like setup in terms of some of the combat aspects. Like that 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 was the thing that made me uh somewhat excited to try this game out is knowing that okay, the thing where you talk to your talk to the monsters to get them on your side and you collect them and you're able to summon them and all that stuff. That sounds super cool. And that that the the thing I knew about Shin Megami Tensei going in is is essentially like a really dark pokemon uh in terms of like what you're doing um and playing it that is what it is but also like yeah i was kind of turned off uh by it because one yeah the difficulty is pretty rough and then also it removes pretty much like most of the things i like about persona which is like the character stuff and like like making friends and like all like the social aspects are gone right like that's not shimigami tensei but like there's so it seems like there's so little story and it's so hardcore on this is a jrpg ass jrpg you are going in turn based you are fighting you're doing all this shit that um yeah this one wasn't speaking to me even though i will say that like the game starting off i yeah, i can say this game starting off in like putting you in like a classroom setting i was like oh this is an interesting choice i wonder if they're like pointing to persona in any way but they take you out of that pretty quickly yeah it's i mean that's kind of the way it's always been like some degree of tokyo and like the rest of it like demon realm in order demon realm tokyo etc but like uh, i'm trying to think of things i can talk about for this game it is as i mentioned extremely difficult and i think that's going to turn a lot of people off don't be afraid to go to easy on this game like i I, at some point, maybe it was in the first hour, who knows, turned it down too easy from the normal difficulty because I just straight up could not beat a progress blocker that was just totally in my way. And I think that's like, that is an acceptable thing for the game to be that difficult, but I think it's also going to turn a lot of people just completely the fuck off immediately. Uh, the game is also, as of now, a Switch exclusive. There was that NVIDIA leak that kind of implied it might be on PC at some point. Who knows? But... It doesn't run great. It's yeah. It's like a constant twenty-five frames per second. No way. And yeah, the resolutions, yeah. But playing it on my like four K OLED, I, usually I can take gate like Switch games well with that. Like I, I think the upscaler is good enough that it's not a huge deal. This looks very low resolution on that TV screen, so I had to actually move it up to my office so I could play it on a 1080p monitor. And mm. like, I. I got used to it. I got used to the performance and like the, the, the resolution and all that. But like some things just run very slowly. Like the menus are slower than you would think. And that can get very annoying. I don't know. Maybe there will be a patch before the game releases next week. But as of right now, I'm not super happy with the performance of it. And like if that goes on this switch it's, or off switch at some point, it might be better in other versions than it will be in this one. Yeah, I'm right there with you, and I I think some of that would would be helped if the art style or like the art direction of the game like made up for it. And I think the art direction of the game is like a solid good. Um, the monster design is exactly what you'd expect, you know, from the, having like the same monsters as Persona. Like right now, we're literally looking at Jack Frost on screen from Persona, and you're having all those characters. Uh, but like you know, like the U UI like looks fine like it's nothing i can compare to a persona game in terms of the style aspect of it it feels very much no this is a scaled back this is rpg like this is a jrpg in terms of you're getting you're like 
basic technical looking UI and uh, like a lot a lot of that stuff I I don't think really makes up for the performance in a way that I I wish it did. Like playing No More Heroes three, I think I had a similar thing where that game I I had a lot of issues with how that game performed as well. But at the very least, the game is so stylish that to some extent I was like, okay, I can I can forgive a lot of this. This game I stylistically I don't think it does enough to like really make the mm. performance like come up to par yeah i think they're very dedicated to it being an open world game which is like a new thing for shin megami tensei so like you are given an open region you can't really like do a ton like it's not like saints row open world you can't leap over all of it but like it does things like here's your objective marker on the map and then there's i explored 15 theoretically i explored 15 different ways to get to that objective marker and eventually it's like oh no it's this way and i ended up fighting a bunch of demons and finding other items and all that stuff along the way so i think like that's an interesting thing but i would bet that since this is an unreal engine game they're using an older version of unreal than compared to say dragon quest 11 or something because it really doesn't feel like they it doesn't feel like it's the fault of the switch it feels like Atlas was not working with their best tech right here. Mm. Uh, have you did, played did, handheld at all? Yeah, I was uh, going to say, have y'all been playing docked? I, I've been playing docked. I played a little bit handheld where I didn't notice the resolution issues as much. And like, I think the I think the performance is a little bit better, but I couldn't tell re- yeah, really. Because the, the things that you're saying, like, I don't think I've experienced I experienced as much in the the uh, preview time. Uh, I, I think it looks really good on the, the Switch OLED. Uh, okay. And I haven't been like I'll, I'll notice like it definitely because like the the area that we uh, were opened up to and stuff like that like there are like hitches here and there but like it running in handheld I didn't notice it as much and it, it was one of those things where I was like maybe it's just like the OLED screen uh, you know with the the pixel density of like a, a switch screen where I was like man this game does like look really pretty which is like I don't think that came across uh, in any trailers that I had seen so far so I was actually quite impressed with that uh but i yeah. agree with y'all with like the art style and like the, the just like the uh presentation of it all which is what pulled me into persona 5 was the presentation of it all and whereas like going into smt5 like really reminded me of like trying to go back to persona 4 golden where i was like okay so this feels like the you know the menu stuff and like all this stuff like really feels like a, yeah. a, a an older turn-based jrpg which is just never gonna vibe with me for for me to really get into a turn-based game you got to do something quick and different that feels fluid and is that, a really fun that- presentation wise that actually was a thing that um, I noticed pretty quickly in terms of the battle system. It has pretty much the same battle system from Persona. I think there's like a few tweaks here and there. But the like the thing that Persona 5 did in this battle system that I thought was super great was everything is linked to a button as opposed to a menu. And so you press like X for like the attack moves. You press circle to guard. You press like triangle for a special attack or whatever. And that like that allows you to get really quick input mm-hmm. in as opposed to having to like scroll through and, everything. And, and this, even like scrolling through things in Persona 5, I think and like just the presentation and feel wise, like mm-hmm. feels so satisfying to click through because it like it embeds itself into like the rest of the style of that game so well. Whereas this feels a little more basic, which I know, like, people are going to fucking love. People love uh, SMT, and, like, I know this is going to be a lot of people's jam. So I, I, I think yeah, of course. this was yeah. more of, like, 
because I'm such a Persona 5 fanboy, like, I wanted to, like, give SMT a shot for the first time because, you know, I've heard so many people talk about it, you know, Persona spun off of SMT uh, and all this stuff. So I was like, I want to give it a shot because it's finally, like, a uh, this type of ex experience that's on the Switch because I know people have been wanting Persona 5 on Switch for years. It's never going to happen, so this is the closest thing you're going to get. Uh, maybe Persona 5 Strikers if you want to play that on Switch. I don't know how the, that performs, though. Oh. But yeah, that's, I was just that's surprised they didn't like ape the like the button thing, like not even like yeah. the style of it, because of course yeah. it's a way different thing. But it being Atlas and it being SMT, I I think they could have easily done. All right, cool. Let's just switch from menus to doing the button input and have it work quicker. The way it usually works is that like SMT will do a thing and then Persona will iterate on that to like apply its own style and things like that. So like. Mm -hmm. I can see that this kind of open world style stuff is probably where Persona 6 is going to go or something because they're probably setting the foundations for it here. But also there is a little bit of like that style and personality, but it's just like it's rare where like when you do a demon fusion, it brings the two demons on the screen and like your character stands in this like big blue room and then this circular keyboard rises up around them and oh, they yeah. like start jamming on the keyboard and making organ sounds while the two demons fuse together. And that's fucking hilarious. That's but, like, it's, it's not a lot. There's not a lot of that. The game is very like anti the accessibility that the other, like, like the personas and even just other JRPGs in general have been doing these days where like persona, for example, persona five had demon negotiation where you talk to the demons and they have identifiable personalities and like there's not that many of them and you can generally kind of figure it out and if you mess up too often like they'll you can get your way through it pretty easily uh Shin Megami Tensei 5 there are way more demon personalities also sometimes like the phase of the moon they'll be pissed off or they'll it just won't talk to you or they might join you eat completely so you never know whether to start a battle during the during a full moon or not or like you can just keep you could go through all three variations of an answer and they'd still say no to all of them. Okay. That's, you, yeah, thank you, you for saying that. Because right. <laughs> I was very confused during a lot of these no negotiations because the thing I noticed was, uh, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, or if they do if they do this later on in the game, I guess pre to the preview extent that you can, one of the things I noticed was when you're trying to do the negotiations, they're asking you questions or like they're asking you for responses. And in Persona 5, when you answer or when you tell them something, you'll see the icons that is like the, I like this, I didn't like this, yeah. I'm in the middle of this. There, there's yeah. visual feedback of if you're doing something correct <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't did, it didn't seem like they have that in smt no. which was throwing me way off yeah they they want you to like mess up and fail and like have to deal with that and then come back with another try and like the easiest ways to get them to come to you or to like pay them money or give them blood or whatever and like you don't want to do that because that's you losing resources but sometimes mm -hmm. it's like mm, i i just I really don't want have to be on this guy too. yeah like yeah I don't, and sometimes you will do a successful demon negotiation, and then at the end, the guy will just be like, now nah, you're too weak. And then, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck, what do I have yeah, to do now? Well, like, uh, in fairness, they do let you come back and, like, you know, go, okay, you're the guy I talked to before, I'll just join you now. Mm. But it is, it can be extremely frustrating to go through all that and still lose out. And, like, that's this game in a nutshell. You, It is extremely frustrating to do a lot of things. So it's, it's mostly a mess of just bad communication of the player and, and bad systems. 
Uh, it is intentionally obscure communication. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's the thing is like interestingly enough because I was like fully expecting you know like I'm uh, fully expecting like the hard very hard mode of Persona Five things being obscure and stuff like that and surprisingly like that's not the stuff I was super turned off by like I was actually kind of like oh this is cool to like have a variation where it's a little more obtuse and like trying to figure everything out and then like not even realizing that the the moon phases were like that thing in the top left corner of the screen, like until just now when Imran said it, like, I kind of like that stuff for me, the, the big turnoff and why I'm probably not going to continue uh, this game at all is, is purely just the aesthetics and the, the vibe for it. It just doesn't really appeal to me. So that, that's the last thing I really have to say is that I actually kind of liked the, the difficulty uh, uh, challenge because I, I, I think persona five, while I love it is not a, not a hard game whatsoever. It's just a game that mm. you have to invest a lot of time in. Um, Except for Okumura's Palace, which is obscenely hard. No, if, if <laughs> for no if, reason. If you know how to play the game, it's not hard whatsoever. Um, wow. And so it is, it is, it is here, 1000%. Is. Holy shit. Bless, on my <laughs> second like, playthrough, I took him out in one try without even like really trying to prepare for it. Well, I mean, one, one of my problems with that boss fight is that it's like pure luck. But, you know, keep going. It's keep not going. pure luck. But, anyways. Um, <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, no Joker. It, it's it's or, a, is he? Uh, he's a pure Joker. It, he's a he's a great tutorial to the final boss fight in Royal. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that it, it was actually not the the mechanics. Like I was preparing to get my teeth in and and to not enjoy it, but it was actually like those things that I actually really dug about the game. It's just like the what we've seen in the trailers of like the whole like post apocalyptic stuff and and all that stuff. Like just isn't really my jam um and there's only like very little of that in persona 5 like near the yeah. very end of that game and that part is always kind of like my most whatever part of the of that game so yeah that's that's pretty much my my thoughts on the preview and what we can say now of like when it comes out i will probably not continue it and that 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 sucks because i was looking forward to this but i'm glad i tried it out yeah. for the preview at least to be clear that preview was half an hour long i am 10 hours in so that should tell you how i feel about this game so far like i like it but i'm a i'm a weirdo so <laughs> i just want to say shout out to this lion bear can you bring him up it's like ice lion that seems to be hanging out in the desert with like a robot tail. Good for you, lion. <laughs> you, seem, you seem to be living your Cerberus, life. Cerberus, right? It's yeah. Cerberus, right? Yeah, Cerberus. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's homie. a good boy. Yeah, there, oh, there's also stuff. like, there, there's a lot of like monsters that are just kind of like hanging out there. And when you see a monster that's just kind of hanging out and not doing anything, you know that motherfucker is just going to wreck you. I was, gonna, I was actually going to ask, because I know there are some, like, uh, like side quests you can get from certain monsters and shit. Is that shit interesting, like, from a, I guess, like, story character perspective? Or is it just purely, I want to upgrade shit or collect shit? So, the ones you get in the first half an hour of the game, not that interesting. Theoretically, okay. maybe later in the game, there will be some actually ones that we could talk about at a certain other time okay. that are interesting. Well, everybody, with that. That has been the kind of funny games cast for this week. We're about to do the exclusive post show for patreon.com slash kind of funny games members. And remember, it's about to be a banger because we got another episode of Bless Who. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Imran, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Imran Z-U-M-G or on my writing at fanbite.com. Hell yes. We will hopefully have you back soon. Maybe for a Metal Gear stream, maybe just for a games cast. Who the hell knows for what, but you will see more. Imran Khan will return. <laughs> Until next time. Love you all. Bye.